Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of There Is More To It. I am Easton. A quick disclaimer before we get going, and this disclaimer will be with every episode that we do. These episodes are not intended for anything other than educational purposes. I suggest that you talk with a physician if you are thinking of implementing any of the changes discussed in any of these episodes. Now, with that taken care of, we can start on our first topic it is going to be a diabetes overview, mainly focusing on type 2 diabetes. This will be a two-part episode. Again, we're going to try to keep these episodes brief as we go throughout the podcast series so that it is digestible and easy to listen to for any listener. So to start off, uh, type 2 diabetes or diabetes in general really is associated with insulin defects. So type 1 diabetes is usually classified by an autoimmune disease, and that is where the beta cells of the pancreas are attacked by the body's own cells. And the beta cells of the pancreas are what create and secrete insulin for the body. And that insulin helps to drive the sugars, the carbohydrates that we eat, into cells for the use of fuel. Now in type 1 diabetes with these beta cells that get destroyed, we do not make enough insulin to overcome that limit that we have in our bodies, where type 2 diabetes is usually referred to as insulin-resistant diabetes. So insulin can be found in normal or sometimes even elevated amounts in an individual, but the body does not respond to it as it normally should. Now that's important and we'll get into kind of the pathophysiology of that later, but it's important to know that insulin drives really the center of diabetes and a lot of other things play a complementary role or an integral part in that, but insulin is a main focus in either type 1 or type 2. Now there are several different uh, types of diabetes uh, that we will not discuss in these episodes at this time. Uh, they usually have either genetic input or there are other circumstances that are different than either type 1 or type 2, but we're mainly going to focus on type 2 diabetes. So a definition uh, given by the American Diabetes Association, they create diabetes care supplements every year and they refresh it. Uh, this is something that is open. You can read all these articles and it's full of different recommendations and they have uh, documents that actually show what revisions uh, they have made, and that's in both diagnosis or treatment or lifestyle changes that they suggest. Uh, but in the introduction uh, for the methodology and standards of care in diabetes for 2023, says this about diabetes. Diabetes is a complex chronic condition requiring continuous medical care with multifactorial risk reduction strategies beyond glucose management. So there's some things that I really like about what is said there, and there's some things that I don't like. Uh, the thing that I really like about uh, in that quote is that the risk reduction strategies uh, for an individual that has diabetes should be focused on more than just blood glucose. We oftentimes think of diabetes as, oh, what's your blood sugar, or what's your most recent A1C, and if you're a patient that has diabetes or pre-diabetes, and we'll get into those more in depth soon, a lot of times your physician will ask you that. 
you go to the hospital, you will likely be asked that same question too, or you see a new doctor, new healthcare provider, you will be asked either what are your blood sugars uh, ranging at, or what was your last A1C, how long ago was it? And I think that's a big focus because obviously that is what we sort of measure. Uh, and that's how we can, or what we say is well-controlled versus non-well-controlled diabetes is usually based off of your glucose levels or A1C levels. And we'll get into, like I said, and into those in detail and and what they sort of mean. Uh, But I think that it's important to realize that diabetes increases your risk for so many other things that uh, the different risk reduction strategies that we do should be integral and aimed at reducing risk for uh, those other complications like heart attacks, stroke, blindness, kidney disease, neuropathy, chronic wounds, you know, the list goes on and on of things that diabetes can uh, affect, especially if we do not treat it or do not uh, take a multifaceted approach to it. So I, I really like that part about that quote. Uh, The other thing that I don't love as much about it is it says that it's a chronic condition. Now, it can be, for sure. And for many individuals, especially uh, those that are older, uh, that is probably true. This is a, a disease that isn't fully reversible. Now, I do want to, to start off with saying that it is possible for some to go into di- diabetes remission. There have been multiple studies that have shown that that is a possible thing for an individual to have happen to them. So what I want you to feel if you're listening to this and you have diabetes or you have a family member that has diabetes, that there is hope. Uh, and that lifestyle changes can happen, that diabetes uh, can go into remission uh, for some individuals. And that is, that is important to, to think about and to, to have be at the forefront of your mind. I have seen multiple patients be diagnosed with diabetes for the first time, and uh, it is overwhelming, to say the least, uh, for some of them. And I think that as healthcare providers or as uh, family members or friends of individuals that have newly diagnosed diabetes, pre-diabetes, or anything in this sort of ballpark, uh, it's important to be hopeful and to be supportive of the lifestyle changes. And we'll talk about which ones have been shown to be effective uh, for any person in general. So we'll get a little bit more into the depths of what is type 2 diabetes. Uh, usually, and this is true with all cases of diabetes, it is elevated levels of glucose in the blood. So there are multiple different uh, diagnostic factors that we can look at uh, to either diagnose diabetes or pre-diabetes. Um, but effectively, it is just our body's inability to uh, keep our blood sugar at a certain level. Now, in type 2 diabetes, we're not using the insulin, as we talked about earlier, effectively. Our cells are not responding to it. What created this idea and this topic in my mind uh, to look into was I, I read a book called The Diabetes Code by Dr. Jason Fung. There are some very interesting things that he says, some things uh, that 
I think are important for an individual or a healthcare provider to look at and to consider that I don't think a lot of mainstream medicine does. Now, one of the things that he says, he uses different analogies, but effectively saying that our cells are already overwhelmed by glucose or sugar, and the body creates more insulin to try to shove more sugar into these cells that are already overloaded. Now, that makes sense, especially with type 2 diabetes, where you can see hyperinsulinemia. That means too much insulin in the blood. So the body's reaction to this elevated blood sugar in the blood is to say, hey, the best way that we know how to put or to lower our glucose levels is to create more insulin and to pump more insulin into the body. So hopefully our cells then will respond to it, lowering our level of glucose in the blood and then therefore looking or appearing happier at that homeostatic state. Well, as we are exposed to different hormones, it's possible that that could be driving some of the insulin resistance. If we are constantly exposed to high levels of any hormone in the blood, our body to protect itself usually will lower its responsiveness to it, will decrease the number of receptors and everything like that. So that is a possible mechanism of insulin resistance. And there are a lot of other things. It's also very highly associated with uh, weight gain and how much fat, especially central fat that we have. So a lot of times... When we think of uh, fat as an individual, we think of the fat that we can see more so. We think about the stuff that we can grab around our gut, our thighs, our legs, even on our arms, and we think, hey, that is the fat. That's the fat that we worry about. But that is uh, subcutaneous fat. It is less metabolically active, but the fat that is around our internal organs in our, you know, the thing that creates our, our large waistline that is the fat that we have to worry about. That is the fat that possibly drives even more to a greater extent, that insulin resistance. So important to think about all those different things. And I, the point of the podcast and the name, and I'll probably say this multiple times as we go through, is that there is more to it. There is more to it than meets the eye. Fat is not all created equal. Diabetes is not all created equal. Our treatments of diabetes are not all created equal. So as we go through uh, our next episode and and the episodes that are upcoming beyond that that I'm planning on, uh, I hope that you can view these things and say, hey, there is more to it. There is more uh, to diabetes, especially type 2 diabetes that meets uh, the eye. Uh, There's more to um, viewing this and treating this disease than we might be currently doing or a certain individual might be uh, currently doing depending on uh, their circumstances. So thank you very much for listening and I look forward to hearing episode uh, number three. Thank you.